leftovers, or the DMV, or house cleaning, or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Welcome to another episode of Duncan Dynasty alongside Anthony Brown. I am Garrett Bouguet. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we uh, we have an interesting uh, episode uh, for you this week. We're going to be talking about basketball and the NBA in relation to film <laughs> and uh, how it's been portrayed in various movies throughout the years. Of course, there's been a ton of basketball movies, not necessarily any great ones, if you ask me. <laughs> okay. Uh, but certainly uh, quite a few. And, uh, you know, when when you think about uh, basketball movies, Anthony, what are the first few that uh, that come to mind? Uh, Hoosiers is pretty much always the first one that comes to mind for me. I think that's basically everybody's first choice. Right. Uh, Coach Carter is another one okay. uh, that I really liked. And then Love and Basketball was was one that was big for me. So Okay, so I, you? Yeah. I, I have not seen Love and Basketball. Okay, um, so we'll have so, to get into that. Um, yeah. yeah, we'll have you... Uh, dissect that one for us but uh but yes Hoosiers definitely for me is uh, is really up there um he got game uh mm-hmm. the one directed by Spike Lee uh that was I think the best attempt to be you know a basketball movie that was not you know in a similar way to like you know Moneyball which I think is a great baseball movie that mm. it fo- it had a focus on baseball but it was a great movie you know yeah. that that happened to be about baseball. He got game is the closest thing to me to a great movie that happens to be about basketball. Hmm. I think it has a few flaws and it doesn't quite reach greatness, but it's it's pretty solid. Um, yeah. So that one's up there. Obviously, yes, I agree. Hoosiers, Hoosiers is another one that just is. Uh, it's very you know an inspirational movie. You know that music kicks in and uh, it's about a you know an underdog story sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so of course that's there. You know, and and white men can't jump. Oh, <laughs> uh, is is another one that yeah. uh, that I think is just a really fun movie. It is. Although, again, uh, I think one of the most interesting topics, and I think that where we'll start, is how basketball is portrayed in a lot of these movies, uh, and in particular, white men can't jump. You know, Wesley Snipes is not a person that had ever played basketball before. <laughs> and yeah. uh, in this movie, you know, he's doing just like behind the back crazy stuff. His dribbling is like really, he dribbles the ball about <laughs> as high as his head. Yeah. Uh, you know, does a lot of stuff that in the real world of basketball just wouldn't work. And it's kind of like a flashy, fake version of how this, how people envision the sport to be played. Yeah, uh, I've definitely noticed that in 
almost every basketball movie I've ever seen, uh, that unless you have, like in He Got Game, Ray Allen on the court playing, it almost always seems like it's just some actor who's never dribbled before right. trying to do something fancy, and it's always awful. And I think in some ways, you know, having a Ray Allen, who I thought was, you know, at least okay in that role, you know, he's not a trained actor, so he, obviously there are limitations. Right. Uh, but I think the sacrifice... That of not having quite as good of an actor is worth it for the fact that you're getting authentic-looking basketball right. out there during the crucial scenes of a basketball movie, as opposed to the opposite, where maybe you're getting a slightly better actor that can't really actually represent what basketball looks like. Yeah, when I when I see like the shooting form of of someone who just you can tell they don't know how to shoot a basketball, and then they cut to the ball going through the basket. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no way that shot went in, just looking at the follow-through. Right. Uh, a show I watched, Stranger Things, a show on Netflix, a really good show. Uh, this most recent season had a few basketball scenes with a couple of these jock-like guys, and they're strong, you know, looking dudes that look athletic, they're in shape, but... They don't come across as basketball players, and right. both in their physique and in the way they play the game. Uh, there was a scene in that show where uh, the guy on a, on a fast break, you know, as a way to show off, uh, goes between his legs and does like a scoop shot. <laughs> and it's one of those things where, like, he made the shot and it kind of looks cool, but when you think about it in basketball terms, like, no one would ever attempt that. Right. Uh, it's just silly. Um, like, yeah. if you could do a between-the-legs dunk, like, that's actually cool. <laughs> um, but layup. doing that for a layup, is just, it's just kind of like, what the hell are you doing here? Right. And exactly. you'd wish that uh, you know a lot more of these films had more basketball like uh, people that could consult on the basketball scenes because that's I think another big issue. Yeah, and uh, as we've talked about before, I don't think it would be that hard. You wouldn't have to get like you know Greg Popovich to come in and pay him a bunch of money to teach you guys how to play. Just, you could get a high school coach, right? <laughs> Just or someone who's played high school basketball before. Exactly. Like. Hey, this is basic, like, pass and cut. This is how you dribble. Maybe do, like, a week camp teaching people how to shoot and how to play defense. Yeah. As much as we're complaining about the idea that, yeah, this isn't authentic-looking basketball. And if you're trying to make a great basketball movie, you need that. But there are a lot of movies that, you know, no one would consider a great movie or even a good movie <laughs> that provide a lot of good uh, unintentional humor uh, one of the ones that are, is coming to mind as far as a basketball movie is concerned is Teen Wolf. Yeah. And, you know, Michael J. Fox was not a basketball player at all. He's really, you know, um, perhaps the worst person in terms of an athlete to ever be a star of a sports movie. <laughs> um, That's awesome. Oh, man. <laughs> this is pre-Parkinson's, too, right? Yes. Okay, yes. cool. So I don't feel as bad. Uh, right. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, there's there's another scene in that movie that I remember there where there's this player on Michael J. Fox's team mm -hmm. that is this really chubby guy that doesn't look like he can do anything. Uh, but in, like, the climactic moments of the movie where they're making this comeback and winning the big game against a rivalry school yeah. uh, he hits like a sky hook from the three point <laughs> line or something crazy yeah. and it, it's uh, you know sometimes when it can go stray so far from the realistic it can actually be enjoyable and just funny right 
Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so are there any movies you can think of, well, aside from Ray Allen and He Got Game, that portray basketball in a positive way? In a positive way. Um, you mean in terms of just being kind of accurate in the way they yeah, depicted it? that they play it, they play the sport, and the actors are performing? I thought there were parts of Coach Carter that fit okay. that description. I think there were some cuts that didn't really match up, that they pass the ball one side of the court, and then it ends up on the other side of the court. But it's fine, because it's fast action. But yeah. It, there were parts of it that kind of felt like high school basketball. Like, mm-hmm. it was intense, and people are doing pretty good dribble moves and stuff. And um, What did you think of, about that movie, though? No, yeah, uh, I, I agree with that. I think there was a, a player on that on that specific team, an actor that had also been in a few baseball movies. So he was just a good athlete in general, yeah. you know, was believable in, in performing athletic maneuvers. But yeah, Coach Carter, I think, is a solid uh, solid form is that. And I think it, it did a really good job also of the pace. You know, the way right. it was filmed, it sort of accurately represented the, the speed of the game yeah. uh, that I think a lot of other movies fail uh, fail to pull off but um glory road is another okay. example of another movie about i believe it was texas western who which later became utep which was the first college team to start an all-black starting five uh and and that movie had some guys in there that were very believable uh, yeah. as far as playing the game so you know some movies do that pretty well the the challenge i think and again why i feel like we haven't gotten that truly like exceptional basketball movie is you know, you need to not only have those good basketball elements, but you need to appropriately, you know, show these people off the court and have that be an interesting uh, human drama as well. Right. So, I think uh, another um, another good thing for for sports movies in general has been, you know, what Bill Simmons developed with the Thirty for Thirty series. Oh yeah. And how he. Um, you know, he started that, and there's been a lot of really interesting basketball and NBA-related uh, 30 for 30 documentaries. Uh, what are some of your favorites as far as those are concerned? Um, well, so I remember Benji. I'm trying to, now I'm kind of blanking out on which school he was from. Was it Chicago? I believe it was in uh, high school in Chicago, in Chicago. And he was murdered, I believe. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, a really promising young player. Right, that there were all these comparisons. I mean, he's in Chicago. Uh, I believe he was a small forward type, like 6'8", but able to shoot really well and considered in that area to be the best player. And then, you know, that's it's just a really sad story, but um, crazy how good he was. Jordan rides the bus. I had to watch that because it's Michael <laughs> Jordan. Um, no, but that was a yeah. genuinely interesting one because it, it focused on the, the idea that, I mean, there were still basketball elements and it, it showed how this guy yeah. is just the epitome of the sport. Right. And, uh, you know, he's dominated this and he's mastered it. And, and then he goes to baseball and it's right. just like a whole, it's so foreign and he's basically starting, uh, you know, over. Right. And has to, like, learn all of these new skills. And, and even though, you know, he struggled in baseball, like, it showed how his work ethic and competitive drive transferred to, to both sports. Yeah. What about with you, though? Um, I certainly loved the Bad Boys uh, mm. 30 for 30. I thought that was really interesting, uh, showing how uh, that collection of players made made for a, a team that had great chemistry 
and uh, played better than their actual talent. The sum of its parts was better than the individual talent. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, and then the Reggie Miller winning time against the New York Knicks. I thought that was a really interesting Ooh, one where okay. you know it, it it went into those really competitive series with the Pacers and the Knicks in the nineties. Now he had that one game where he scored to eight points in like 16 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. Uh, and then he also had the game where he hit a bunch of threes and gave the choke signal to uh, Spike Lee. I love Lee. that game, yeah. Uh, so that <laughs> was a really fascinating documentary. And um, if you haven't seen uh, any of these, I, I definitely recommend these. Uh, the, um, the one on the Orlando Magic, the Magic Moment was really fascinating as well, you know, talking about Shaquille O'Neal and Penny Hardaway yeah. and that dynasty that was going to be something special that just kind of crumbled because of injuries and then also, you know, not paying Shaq the maximum amount of money and then him going to the Lakers. Yeah, for sure. Um, I actually just thought of uh, Kobe doing work. Do you remember that one? Oh, yes. Um, where it's mostly just following Kobe around on the basketball court. It's by Spike Lee, and it's Kobe talking and you know analyzing himself why he did this move over that move but i thought it was pretty cool to you know see the mindset of someone like kobe bryant who's so smart out there on the court uh i thought that was pretty cool yeah well yeah and speaking of spike lee again going back to he got game i think uh having as talented of a director as spike lee making a basketball movie was what got so many people excited uh, about right. that. And then you have, you know, not only the authentic basketball player in Ray Allen, but then you have the, the A-list actor in Denzel Washington. Right. And I thought all of their scenes, you know, the one-on-one -on -one oh, yeah. was just amazing, riveting stuff. Oh, yeah. It's just the rest of the movie, a lot of the stuff um, revolving around Denzel and his issues, yeah. I just didn't quite hit it yeah um, ray but, allen with the recruiting stuff yeah, yeah but certainly those moments like and that that's the issue is there are moments where you're like okay this is fantastic but um unlike a movie again referencing moneyball which is probably my favorite sports movie of the yeah. of this you know uh century really um, wow uh, okay is you know a movie that did a really good job of not only showing the on-field stuff, the chemistry stuff, and how that works, but then the behind-the-scenes with the general manager. And then not only that, but then showing Brad Pitt's kind of personal life as well with his daughter and, and all of that. Yeah. And that as well. Um, I, I still need to see that one. Oh, you I, haven't I've, seen Money? No, oh, but okay. I've heard it's really, yeah, really it, good. Yeah, it, it is fantastic. So, yeah, I, I feel like I'm still waiting for that you know, perfect basketball movie, but there's a couple other ones that I really like. Uh, Finding Forrester is one, again, oh, yeah. not as much for the basketball stuff, because I don't think it's represented that well in that not movie. Really, no. um, but Sean Connery is awesome in that movie, Yeah, uh, and it's got a lot of neat, like, trying to become a writer, and, mm -hmm. and um, also a guy, like, uh, that is super famous that's kind of living in the shadows and oh, yeah. <laughs> is kind of a hermit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, what do you think of that one? Oh, I, I love that movie. That was one of my favorites growing up. The uh, I'm thinking of the scene where he's talking about how to type on the typewriter. And uh, you probably remember the actual, like, you know, words that were said in the scene. Maybe you could... Punch the keys, for Christ's sakes. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> right. Like, that was my just... horrible Sean Connery impression. I was dead on. That was, <laughs> it was like Sean Connery was in the room. Uh, yeah, no, I, I remember that. And then I also remember the scene where the love interest of the main 
you know, uh, kid in the, or the Jamal, act- I believe, was his the character's name. Yeah, of, of Jamal um, Wallace. Jamal Wallace. Oh yeah. Uh, so I mean, the basic plot is he's like this poor kid on a scholarship to this big school, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason he's there it's because of a basketball scholarship. But he's more interested in the writing aspect, and, right? And his love interest with this, you know, beautiful young girl. Anyway, there's this scene where the they're kind of flirting a little bit, and the girl asks him to like, "Hey, why don't you teach me how to play basketball?" And he's like, "Do you remember yes, this, this is scene?" A horrible scene, yes. <laughs> so he's like teaching her how to play, I guess, by standing behind her with and, uh, like, Anna Paquin, who starred in True Blood. This, oh, that's the girl that was in the scene, yeah, right. the love interest. And he's like, you know, behind her, like holding her hips, acting like he's trying to teach her, and I'm like. You know, I get it's supposed to be like a romantic thing, but in the back of my mind, like, that's not how you play defense. That's a foul. You can't. <laughs> She's got the ball. You can't put your hand. That's hand checking. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, you know, it, in that scene, clearly they were going for this is much more flirtation than it is basketball, but they didn't really get the balance right, I feel right. like. Um, but, you know, that movie, uh, it has some interesting developments in terms of, like, the, the professor of Jamal's writing class. Mm-hmm. You know, he um, he assigns this, like, uh, you know, big paper that everyone has to, to has to write. And he kind of looks at Jamal as just the, you know token black guy that's just right. a basketball player and he's not intelligent you know and, and all of those racist sort of thoughts right uh and you know it, it ends up being that and he uh, the teacher then thinks that he actually plagiarizes when in reality he wrote the thing himself and, right oh uh, but yeah that's that one to me works as a movie and the it has basketball elements but the basketball elements are the worst part right <laughs> exactly yeah that's, um that's a good take so uh, one of the things, like, when we first met that really surprised me was... <laughs> knew this was... Uh, <laughs> uh, was, um, you mentioned what one of your favorite, if not your favorite movie of all time is <laughs> what, Anthony? Oh, man. My favorite movie of all time is uh, The Sixth Man. Yeah. And I had never <laughs> heard of this movie or seen it prior to you mentioning this but as soon as you know anyone i meet says this is my favorite movie I'm, i have to watch it um, yeah but yeah tell me a little bit about uh you know why you like the sixth man so much and all that um well i i saw it when i was really young it was probably fourth or fifth grade something like that when i first saw it and because um, the movie came out in the early 90s or early to mid 90s exactly. is that right yeah, yeah. um it's like 97 is when it came out. It stars Marlon Wayans and Anton Tyler. Or, I'm sorry, Kadeem Hardinson. Uh, yeah, so, like, I really like Marlon Wayans and the Wayans Brothers and everything. But I saw it as a kid. I really liked it. And I've watched it all the time. I pretty much watch it for my on my birthday every single year. Um, and I actually get kind of emotionally choked up at some of these scenes because... There's some emotional elements, there's some comedic elements, um, it's like just a fun family movie. Uh, however, when I showed it to, uh, it, it wasn't until I showed my roommates, Scared Included, in college, uh, that I realized just how silly and ridiculous this movie is. <laughs> you know, here I am at a, a moment about to tear up, and Garrett and uh, Matt were just laughing out loud at the screen, like, this is the worst movie i've ever seen 
Um, well, and you yeah. know, you, you talked about some of the emotional things you talk about, like the brotherly bond that, that, right. that takes place. You know, those are sort of the themes you're talking about. And I certainly understand where you're coming from. But, you know, I was watching it more, especially during the basketball moments and how that was um, shown. And yeah. uh, one of the things with the with the movie is that the one, is it the older brother? Yeah. Dies. Right. And then he becomes essentially a ghost. Yep. The that like sixth man. I don't know if I, but right. kind of haunts the team <laughs> and his brother, right. positively uh, haunting them towards uh, victory. To, yes, and he actually is capable as a ghost to impact the basketball games that his teams play. Right. Uh, so there are moments where it's it's. I would I would say it's in some ways similar to like in Angels in the Outfield. Yeah. Right. And how you've got, in that one, you've got angels that, like, are picking up outfielders and, like, carrying them so they can catch a fly ball. Exactly. Or helping a guy hit a home run by swinging the bat faster for them and, <laughs> and all that sort of thing. So, in essence, that's what this is, except with basketball. Right. Uh, and, you know, there's there's one scene in particular, and I forget what led to it, okay. but there was an op opposition player yeah. that i think the ghost was mad at yeah. or something and he inhabits <laughs> the player's body while he's about to attempt a free, free throw. throw yeah and he then like you immediately notice like he his eyes just get open super wide gets kind of like a crazy look on his face then like maniacally laughs and then <laughs> chucks the ball as hard as he can off the backboard. Yeah, and it goes up like into the ceiling, like into the rafters, and it's bouncing off the top of the the whole thing. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I I can't think of anything I've laughed at harder <laughs> than that scene in that movie. Yeah, uh, I think and yeah. I had this uh, this disconnect because like at the same time I'm like oh. My friend here, who I respect, told me this is his favorite movie, <laughs> and right. uh, I don't want to be too mean to him, but at the same time, this is hilariously bad. Right. <laughs> I, I totally agree with that, and I can admit to it, like, it's so goofy. In the same scene, uh, the, the older brother, Anton Tyler, inhabits the basketball for this same character, who's kind of this bully on the other team. And his face pops up on this basketball, and he's talking to the guy, saying, like, Hey, leave my little brother alone, and get your finger out of my eye. And the guy screams, like, really high-pitched and runs away, <laughs> flailing his arms. Um, later on in one of, like, the spoilers, if anyone's <laughs> looking forward to watching this. Um, spoilers for this 20-plus-year-old movie. Right. <laughs> it's not very good. Right. <laughs> Um, there's like in the, the semi-final game, they're going against this one dude who's apparently like one of the best players in the nation. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he's, this dude's lighting him up. He's playing amazing. And, you know, this is the time when Anton, the ghost goes a little too far. This guy is about to, you know, this player is about to go for this breakaway dunk before he even gets there. He's at about the three point line and the ghost shoves him. Right? So this this player from the three-point line is running in the air out of control. He's up there. His waist is at about the, the level of the rim, slams into the backboard, falls down and breaks his collarbone. And that's like the big moment of like, oh no, 
Like, you know, this is the moment of turmoil in this movie where earlier his brother died. So <laughs> Right. Well, and it's also this other idea that, like, shouldn't we have already felt that this was wrong because it's technically cheating, yet it took him actually injuring a player for the movie to accept that this was wrong. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, um, no, I think there's probably a part of me that identifies with Kenny Tyler, the younger brother, and... Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't know. It's a good movie. Go check it out. The best basketball movie of all time. <laughs> where I think they also have a, uh, their seven-foot guy from Serbia shoot a, a, a three-point skyhook at one point in yeah. the championship game. It <laughs> makes absolutely no sense. And uh, if I remember correctly, the coach just is, is, is not believable in any way <laughs> in terms of like him... Uh, he doesn't look like he could have ever played basketball in his life, <laughs> and he doesn't, you know, he's not this person that has the personality that, that you would expect, oh, this guy could command a locker room, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. Uh, and, and that's another interesting thing thing to think about in terms of the coaches uh, in, in a lot yeah. of these movies. I think that's what sort of sets Hoosiers apart hmm. is Gene Hackman I think is excellent in his role as coach definitely and he's got this you know he's a very strict sort of disciplinarian and he's got these rules like you've got to make four passes before you can shoot right and all of those sorts of things and he's got this you know being a terrific actor like he is he's got this screen presence that you know you believe him when he's yelling at his guys and he or he's giving an inspirational speech and how that would pump up different players. Right. That's the complete opposite of the six man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, I, and I think having a good coach, like in that, it, yeah, I, I think that was that's a reason why it was one of the, the, the best basketball movies or the most well-known mm-hmm. basketball movies. I, and as you were describing that, I feel like Coach Carter is almost like a remake of, of that for just a more modern story. Right. But in, yeah, they both have similar strengths. I think, you know, the, uh, again, the camera work of the basketball scenes, I think Hoosiers does a good job of it being a fast paced um, sort of camera work. And then you've got, yeah, believable coach Samuel L. Jackson, I think is pretty good. And coach Carter is, yeah. as well. Um, I think, you know, uh, you've got a whole bunch of different elements that work. Uh, I think one of the, uh, you know, we mentioned white men can't jump a little bit earlier. I think one of the things that really works in that movie is the trash talking, Yeah, you know, between a Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson. I think they do a great job of not only trash talking with each other, but the opponents as well. Oh yeah. That's a really funny movie. I haven't seen that in a long time, but really good. So, you know, you, uh, you've got all of these different elements. Uh, just to mention a few other movies, of course, there's some, some more NBA-related uh, yeah. uh, basketball movies. Again, this is an NBA podcast, so we should probably talk about that a little bit. <laughs> right. um, a movie like Space Jam, yep. uh, starring Michael Jordan, and yep. had, you know, a lot of the big names at that time, Patrick Ewing, Charles Barkley, and then... For some reason, Larry you had Johnson. Uh, Larry Johnson was yeah, a pretty yeah. good player at that time. But then you had Muggsy Bogues. I think was just mainly known because he was short. I mean, he was an he was a decent player. Yeah. But, uh, and then you had uh, the Sean Bradley Sean at Bradley. seven seven, who was just I guess the the opposite of Muggsy Bogues, just an extremely tall human being. Right. Um, I don't know what the thought process there was. <laughs> You've got like four big name, bigger name people, three like all stars. And Michael Jordan, and then Sean Bradley. 
there. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, I don't get it. Uh, and then, and then to you've me. got like a guy like Larry Bird is in it as well. And then you throw in guys like Bill Murray, who I think has a couple of great scenes those in are, that as well. Those two golfing. That's yes. one of my favorite scenes of all time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, again, that's not a great movie either. But right. I think Michael Jordan is actually, you know, pretty charismatic in that movie and pretty decent. Somehow. Even though he's a terrible actor. Uh, it, it somehow works with this movie. Like, yeah. there's, there's a charm to it with all the Looney Tunes and yeah. Um, and speaking of Space Jam, of course, uh, I don't know when exactly it's getting released, but a Space Jam two is in the works, starring LeBron, which I think is neat because you know we've talked about how we've got MJ and LeBron as the top two players ever, and they're going to be both the stars of the two Space Jam movies. Right. Yeah. But um, I think it is another neat way to potentially. And it'd be interesting. Is there any <laughs> is there any other current NBA players uh, that you would like to see? I'm sure they've they've already announced some of that stuff. I haven't hmm. looked into it, but what players would you like to see alongside a LeBron in a Space Jam? Either just for the the enjoyment of seeing them try to act, or you know, <laughs> or or just something you think someone you think would be fun to bounce off a of LeBron. Oh man. I, I know, I I'm, I'm putting to, you on the spot. You are, yeah. <laughs> I'll have to think about that, of like who are the kind of, the, the more lively people in there, because like Charles Barkley is like a one-of-a-kind personality of like, for some reason, everything he says is entertaining, mm-hmm. which is why watching him on TNT is like so awesome. With right. With Kenny uh, and Shaq. Um, I don't, I, I could see like Kevin Durant getting thrown in there, but I don't know how funny or charismatic he is well he's been in his own movie called thunderstruck oh was, what yes i i've only seen little por- portions of it and it's not good oh man um, well, maybe not maybe pretty brutal oh <laughs> really <laughs> and I've then uh, and then kyrie irving is in what will be an upcoming film you know the uncle drew you yeah know, those uh those little where he um if for those of you that don't know or aren't aware of what uncle drew is <laughs> Uh, Kyrie Irving did these little, I guess, commercials, mm-hmm. you would call them, where he would uh, get into this, like, old person makeup and then go out to, like, uh, the playgrounds and play pickup and act as this old guy, but then it's Kyrie Irving who can school everyone. Right. <laughs> uh, and uh, so that's Uncle Drew, and apparently they're making a feature film out of that. What? Um, yes, I had the same level of skepticism uh, about that idea. <laughs> that plot? That, yeah, like, it's funny as, like, a five-minute little bit. Right. But how can you build an entire film out of that? Uh, so oh that uh, that remains to be seen. Yeah. Um, but, so, outside of uh, Kyrie and Durant, who who do you think would be interesting? Oh, man. That's so tough. I'm trying to think of, of personalities out there. Um, I don't know, I'm kind of Chris Paul's out. done some, you know, okay. those State Farm commercials. Very true. Not that those are good commercials, <laughs> they aren't, but I think he might be interesting to have in there. I agree. Um, hmm. the, James Harden crossed my mind, but I don't know yeah. how good he would be in that sort of a role. Right. But yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. It's funny, you know, Space Jam, again, not a great movie, but it's it's definitely an iconic sort of basketball movie and that's why they're making a second one right um but but that'll that'll certainly be interesting another another nba related uh movie and you'll probably like this one like mike 
you know, um, oh, with your love for Michael Jordan, I'm sure that's like a, behind Sixth Man. It's probably your second favorite movie of all time, right? Yeah, <laughs> Sixth Man, and then like Mike in in Space Jam. Um, you know, with also my favorite rapper of all time, Lil Bow Wow. Uh, definitely just no that's all sarcasm none of, none of that last sentence was true uh, yeah not my fave to be honest yeah. it's, I thought it was a terrible movie and a uh-huh. terrible concept so let, let me just yeah. explain the concept Go for, for people that haven't seen like Mike and again I don't there, there were a couple of movies earlier that I said go watch don't watch this mm-hmm. one <laughs> Um, yeah. So Lil Bow Wow is a kid that comes across a pair of sneakers somehow that I believe were former formerly owned by Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan and like on the tongue it says like MJ or yeah. something. So as soon as he puts these sneakers on, he then has the skill of Michael Jordan and he starts playing professional basketball and is amazing at like four feet tall. And, <laughs> <Right>. and, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Because we I, know the six six Michael Jordan, you know that makes sense to I mean, see a that, four foot tall child. That's that's the thing. It's like even with Michael Jordan's skills, and even if you want to give the creative liberty to give this kid Michael Jordan's athleticism, yeah, at four feet tall, he would still <laughs> not be very good. Right. Um, <laughs> they have him dunking over like seven footers and stuff, and probably jumping from the foul line too with his tongue out. I mean, oh. <laughs> we're talking about two and a half feet here of extra <laughs> vertical that you need at his height to dunk right. than that MJ actually did. Um, <laughs> but uh, there, for some reason, and I know this joke is terrible, but for okay. some reason, I I loved this joke when I first saw it. And again, this God. was this was a much more immature, lame version of myself. But sure. there's. There's a joke where, you know, once this kid, the little Bow Wow is, you know, is officially like a star. He's been around a while and everyone loves him. Uh, after a game against the Dallas Mavericks, Dirk Nowitzki comes up to him. <laughs> okay. And uh, <laughs> the uh, Dirk goes, hey, uh, would you be willing to sign this for my niece? And... Lil Bow Wow says, oh, what's your niece's name? And Dirk just, like, looks at his shoes and goes, Dirk. <laughs> it's a terrible joke. Oh, man. Um, but I I, th- I always thought that was so funny. And I guess it might have just been just my nerd basketball fan in me that, like, Dirk Nowitzki's in a, in a movie. Right. So, therefore, I have to like this. But, no, I completely agree. Like Mike is, is, is really awful in just about every way. Right, but like these other ones, like Six Man and stuff, uh, so they can be enjoyable even though they're they're not great. And Dirk Nowitzki might be one of the people we'll have to put on the list for Space Jam Two. Yes, that could be fun. I would love to see Dirk. Um, <laughs> completely off topic here, just some Dirk love for a second. Okay. Uh, there was a, a highlight of Dirk where he caught the ball at the three point line uh, and. Um, Draymond Green was coming out to contest his shot, so Dirk pump fakes, right? Yeah. He takes a couple dribbles to the free throw line and is about to take a jumper. And Draymond, after, you know, fully leaping at the three point shot, yeah. you know, is so much faster than Dirk that he's already back ready to block <laughs> the shot at the free throw line. 
Dirk pump fakes again <laughs> at the free throw line. Yeah. Draymond flies past him, and then Dirk gets the shot. It's like, amazing. That is the he, he's <laughs> so slow, but he's just you know this savvy veteran guy. Uh, the, the, yeah, that's just uh, I love Dirk. Um, but um, moving on to another you know somewhat NBA related okay. sports movie would be Semi Pro with Will Ferrell. <laughs> Another, I would assume you would agree, yeah. awful movie. Sure, but I I love it. <laughs> I it, Adam, any Adam McKay movie is funny to me. I think so. like that came out right around when we were in high school, and I think there yeah. was like a running joke even in pickup games, like to act as Jackie Moon, which was Will was. Ferrell's character, where you would do nothing but pass the ball and keep posting up. Right. And that was a, fun, a scene in the movie where he just keeps calling for it, they keep passing it to him, and he just keeps passing it out. Yeah. Uh, and, um, but uh, essentially Semi-Pro is... Uh, it's kind of cool in that it actually deals with like the ABA and that merger right. and stuff, which not a lot of movies talk about. Right. But yeah, as a movie as a whole, it just doesn't really gain any momentum. And although there are some funny moments uh, in general, is uh, you know I spent a lot of time just blank faced <laughs> at it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a very specific type of humor, and a lot of the jokes are just like you're laughing because they're bad yeah. type thing. Like, the situation is so absurd. Um, uh, who was it? Woody Harrelson is the coach, uh, player coach on this team, right? Oh, that's Jackie right. Moon. And Andre 3000, <laughs> randomly, is also on the team. <laughs> and the, Woody the Harrelson got, Outcast. got traded to the team for a fridge. That's what it is. <laughs> right. So ridiculous stuff like that. And again, spoilers, the end of this movie, the climax is uh, Jackie Moon and his team, the Tropics, invent the alley-oop in the NBA, <laughs> which of course had been around before then, but right. in this movie universe, they invent it by throwing it up and Andre 3000 catches it and dunks it. And the ref's like, that's, that's a travel. And they're like, well... He didn't. He didn't dribble the ball though. He was in the air. Well, it's a charge. Like everyone in the stands is just baffled by the fact the that the announcers they did this. as well are completely confused and right. flabbergasted. And I think they end up scoring like I don't know thirty straight points all on alley oops, <laughs> like just multiple shots of Andre three thousand dunking it from every angle. It was. It's so so dumb. Speaking of um, speaking of announcers okay. in in. Sports movies, but specifically basketball movies. Sure. What do you think about in terms of like a movie like, for instance, Coach Carter and even Hoosiers? Hmm. Those movies, do, you know, in part because they're based in high school basketball, where you know you don't have the TV broadcasts and all that. Right. Um, you know, it's mostly just the the cameras focusing on the action. It's really zoomed into the players. Uh, whereas a movie again like The Sixth Man, right? We, we were talking about earlier, or a Semi Pro, uh, you've got that commentator on the side also announcing and a lot of these movies get the real guys right. guys to do that do you have a preference or do you like one or the other in terms of how that's done i i mean it is kind of nice to you know with the six man uh, dick vitell's in it and a lot of other like you know big name sportscasters are, right. are in this as they go deeper in the playoffs um it is kind of cool to see that element in there 
Um, but like you said, it, it can it can kind of take you out of it, yes. out of the story to have Dick Vitale like, yeah, baby. That's mm-hmm. my who. What impression did you do earlier? I <laughs> I did uh, the. Um, Oh man! I totally forget. Yeah. I'm totally blanking. Uh, oh, I did Sean Connery. Sean Connery, and then my yeah, baby, uh, yeah, dead on for impressions. Yes, uh, we. I, I like. I think this, this show is going to evolve into just us doing various impressions at some point. Fair. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I, I actually, I prefer the no announcing hmm. um, format. Uh, the only time I actually really like announcing in movies. Sure. Is if it's like the major league where it's mostly for comedic purposes. Ah, yeah. Uh, or like a dodgeball, you know, when <laughs> when they were um, those oh, guys man. just being complete idiots, you know, right. and, and commenting on the action. <laughs> um, but if old it, strategy, if, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, if if you're going for serious like basketball scenes, I'd rather be right in the action. And, right. And, uh, you know, I like how, you know, Coach Carter implements, like, you hear the coach talking and, and all, and, and, you know, yelling out instructions for his teams right. and that sort of thing. Uh, and same with Hoosiers. Uh, so I prefer that. I think that's, that's sure. probably a better way to do it. But, you know, there, there are positives to both. Mm-hmm. So another uh, sort of NBA-related, somewhat NBA-related uh, <laughs> basketball movie is Juana Man. And this might be the worst <laughs> I, uh, yeah. basketball movie of all time. And not only because it's insensitive in a lot of ways, <laughs> but it's just bad. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I think I'd agree with that statement. It's it's bad. Um, what What's the premise again? So, it's a guy who I believe was an NBA player. Okay, and then, right. I don't know if it's that he suffers an injury or just gets older so that he's no longer able to play in the NBA. Something like that. So then he transforms himself through makeup and a wig and, and all that into, um, you know, a woman and, you know, tries out for the WNBA and makes a team and somehow, you know, all of that just goes over over everyone's heads. Right. Uh, and then obviously, you know, he's really good. But, like, I think the movie's trying to show that, like, you know, he was this really selfish player, and yeah. by the end, he's, like, this team-first person, but, uh... Yeah. But, yeah, it, uh... It's, it's really awful for, for a variety of reasons, and especially, you know, for women's rights, I think. Right. It's, uh, a lot of people nowadays, would find it yeah. offensive, and should find it offensive. Right. Um, yeah. Definitely not a great movie, and actually, while you were talking, I just remembered another not so great movie um and i'm trying to remember the name of it whoopi goldberg stars as the coach of the new york knicks for some reason oh, do you remember this i do not oh, that man. not ringing any bells um let me well, look while, it up while right you're now. looking into that uh, <laughs> um i'll i'll mention a, another good one that i'm i'm thinking about that doesn't deal with the nba but basketball it's hoop dreams oh yeah and that it's um it almost feels kind of like a documentary format where you've got like two high school recruits and seeing that process up close and you know the meetings with all the college coaches and all the pressures that they're applying and yeah. you know you're getting pressures from your parents and your friends and the community and and all of those yeah. sorts of things i think it does a really neat job of of showing how tough 
and you know those decisions are you know we look at it as oh he just has to pick a school you know that's not that tough but right. when when you're a kid that's you know 16 or 8 to 18 years old and you're getting all of these pressures and all these different people are giving you different advice it it's it's really challenging oh for sure i was i i really like that one too yeah i think that i thought that was a very authentic look into the life of a of basketball player mm-hmm. especially one who's like a star like that well, yeah. and then, you know, there's also, again, that was a good one. We're going to go back to, you know, there's there's more bad basketball movies than there are good ones, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we, we briefly mentioned a Teen Wolf, mm-hmm. uh, but then also like an Air Bud. I don't know if we uh, mentioned Air Bud. We haven't yet, um, but, oh but man. <laughs> that's a movie that, again, horrible representation of basketball. <laughs> Just the mere thought that a dog could participate in the sport is extremely silly. There's no rule against it. <laughs> Actually, I'm pretty sure there is. Like, I'm pretty sure it has to be a, a human person on the court. Like, <laughs> be, yeah, I, I so like dumb. that the the rule book would get that specific. Like five humans versus five humans on right. the floor at all times. Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, that again for the people that are living under a rock that haven't seen Air Bud. Um, I feel like anyone that's our age would had to have seen it. And then there ended up being like four sequels of all the different sports. Like there was one with football and I think baseball as well. and Which uh, somehow soccer. got more ridiculous the more it went on. Right. Like even though the original concept is pretty ridiculous, like I've, I've seen videos of dogs where you throw a ball up and they can hit it with their nose mm-hmm. and go into a basket. Like that's possible that's terrible basketball strategy though right you have to set the dog up like two feet in front of the basket and lob the ball to him and how the kid finds out is just like the dog is is on the court with him and then he just like goes to go into the house and he bounces the ball really high and the dog runs up and bumps it in i think yeah and then he's like oh let's see where this can go (laughs) right (laughs) the immediate next thought is oh he could be a basketball star (laughs) right (laughs) Uh, he could make three pointers he could be our (laughs) right he could be our team's ray allen (laughs) exactly Uh, i think the backstory was there was he's from like a circus or something and like his clown like owner as a as a dog owner like, had taught him how to, like, hit balls with his nose. Oh, yeah. And I think it's been a long time and since And the clown guy comes back, and he's sort of the villain. He's trying to get the dog back. Right. I believe. And get and, custody and yes, of the it, dog. it has been so long since I've seen it as well. But um, and, and, yes, it, I think there's a reason we're not remembering it right. that well, because it's, it's not a memorable right. movie, it's, other than that it's a dog playing basketball. Right. But for a kid's movie, I, I, yeah. Like, it's still bad, but it was fun for when we were that young and, and dumb. Uh, and I looked it up. It's it's called Eddie. This Whoopi Goldberg yes. as a coach? The name, her name and the, the thing, yeah, it's Whoopi Goldberg. Chauffeur Edwina Eddie Franklin is a, like, super fan of the New York Knicks and okay. wins a contest to be an honorary assistant coach. And she does so well that... Like it impresses the team's owner that she becomes the actual coach of the team. 
I feel like no more needs to be said in, in this movie. <laughs> I, mean, I haven't seen it or heard of it, so I can't exactly. really comment. But uh, yeah, yeah that sounds sufficiently bad. awful. It's it's really uh, bad. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, there, there's a few more thirty for thirties mm-hmm. that uh, I could recommend to people. The um, the no crossover, the trial of Alan Iverson, is a really mm. interesting one because you know he was in this bar or whatever, and someone I believe was murdered, and he was a suspect, and yeah. Um, and all of that sort of thing, or, or actually, I may be remembering that wrong. I think maybe one of his friends might have died, or something. Something like that. Um, but that, uh, that sounds kind of like KG in his um, upbringing too. But I, I, I remember that being again. It's been a few years since I've watched it, but I remember that being a pretty pretty interesting one. Uh, Once Brothers was about mm. uh, Vlade Divac and Drazen Petrovic, how they were both on mm. the same national team former Yugoslavia national team and uh, uh, they had a um, you know the there was some political unrest in the country and they you know had a, a fight over that and then you know were no longer friends and then Drazen you know died at a really early age uh, he was a really promising young NBA player that could have been something special oh yeah uh, he'll be in our whenever we do a what if podcast we'll oh, talk sure. about Drazen because he was special mm-hmm. uh, but that was that was really a fascinating one as well um the announcement with Magic Johnson you know mm-hmm. when he had to to let the world know yeah. uh, of his diagnosis and then you know they did a three part one on the Celtics Lakers best of enemies mm-hmm. uh, that you know recapped the 84 85 and 87 finals matchups you know those two rivals playing three out of four years in the finals is pretty interesting stuff oh yeah uh and then more on the college side the fab five is a really fascinating uh 30 for 30 you know talking about that michigan team with chris weber and jalen rose and Jawan howard really Mm -hmm. special team and uh how they you know influence the culture as well Right, uh, and then also the um, I hate Christian Leitner. I thought was a really a really good one too because he was the most hated you know player in the world in terms of uh, you know Duke was this powerhouse and everyone yeah. rooted for the other team and he was kind of the face of that. Right, and you know it it went into more detail about his NBA career, which most people consider him to be a, a huge bust, but he ended up playing, I think over a decade in the NBA and had like, yeah. you know, you know, not a great career, obviously, but a solid career. Whenever you're in the league for that long, you know, right. you're doing pretty well for yourself. Yeah. Um, but the 30 for 30 has done a really good job with the sport of basketball and has, has had a lot of interesting stories. Yeah, for sure. So I mentioned, uh, and I, I don't know if, would you agree that uh, out of all of these, there hasn't been like a great basketball movie that all of these yeah. are, you know, some of them are good. Yeah, like I would, I would describe Hoosiers and you know he got game as good movies, and even White Man Can't Jump in a lot yeah. of ways is a good movie, right? Uh, but nothing that's exceptional. Uh, would you agree with that? I, yeah, for sure. So, do you got any basketball movie ideas that hmm. uh, we could come up with? We're going to uh, make sure that we get a patent on whatever ideas we come up with, so the listeners can't steal from us. But. Uh, hmm. um, well, I guess I'll start with uh, something yeah. I've got, and this kind of um, goes off of, and I know you mentioned you hadn't seen it, but the Moneyball sort of thought process, and I think something revolving around 
what Sam Hinkie did in Philadelphia would be a really fascinating okay. uh, documentary with the Philadelphia 76ers and how hmm. uh, the process and how he basically brought on a team that, you know, intentionally lost. He brought on, you know, non-NBA caliber players to play minutes on his team and got his team to be as bad as possible for a number of years because in this current structure of the NBA, you know, you are incentivized to lose because you get a better draft pick. And uh, Sam Hinkie, the general manager of the Sixers at the time, basically went to the ownership and said, you know, what's your goal here? If your goal is to win a championship, us just being 500 and making the eight seed in the playoffs and getting a mediocre pick, you know, it's not, we're not going to go anywhere with that. Uh, we're just going to be stuck, you know. Uh, and it's going to be a cycle. So he said, if your goal is a championship, what the owners said that it was, he said, <clears throat> we need to be as bad as possible and give ourselves enough lottery tickets where we could get a franchise player. Yeah. And uh, all the while, also, he's making decisions and, and getting great deals by saying, I'm not making any moves for the present. So if you want to, if you're a team that wants to give us money that we have to take on and you'll give us a draft pick. We'll do it. Yeah. You know, because we're looking in the long for the long run. Yeah. And the Sixers are in a position now where, you know, who knows if they'll ever be a championship team, but they have the potential to be a championship team. Right. And just that is uh, you know, is a lot better than a lot of the state of a lot of teams in the league. Oh yeah. Uh but I think that's uh that would be a fascinating story because, you know, as a general manager of a professional sports team, you've not only got the pressure from an ownership, you've got pressure from a fan base, you know, and to put out a team that's intentionally bad yeah. and deal with all that scrutiny is very brave, and he ended up losing his job for it, even though he did a terrific job. Yeah. And did what he, you know, told the owners he was going to do. Mm -hmm. uh, but eventually the owners, you know, had to say to the fan base we need to look forward and we need to show that we're not content with this situation yeah uh, but i i always thought that would that would be a fascinating movie to do whether it be a 30 for 30 i think it would be good in right. that or you know or I, making it as a movie as well although the the end point would be the question mark if you're you know if you're making a feature film because exactly i feel like the end of that movie would be that they win a championship and you see Sam Hinkie in his exactly. in his living room with a smile on his face or something. Right, as it fades out. Yeah, yeah. I could definitely see that as a movie, for sure. That's a really good idea. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of having a hard time with this because I've seen so many of these movies uh -huh. and known kind of the formulaic aspect of, like, you either start with, like, a really, um, really good coach, but he's really tough on his players, but he's got a heart of gold. And he takes an underachieving team, and they win the championship or something. Mm -hmm. um, or you center center it around a certain player, or it's like really gimmicky, like Air Bud, um, or like Love and Basketball, where it's a love story. So yeah, I don't know if you'd want to do like the Finding Forrester. Like, what what would be ideal for you? Would you want it to be the focus is basketball, or would you want it to be he got game Finding Forrester Love and Basketball, where the the focus is some other story and basketball is just an element but we have actual realistic basketball this time yeah i would say it's like a combination of the two okay i think for instance something like white man can't jump sure 
you know, was was pretty close to what I would want in terms of the formula. Okay. Uh, in that, you know, there are very memorable basketball scenes, but it focuses on the 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 players themselves. You know, it it dives into Woody Harrelson's life and his relationship issues with his with his wife and yeah. uh, or maybe it was I think it was his girlfriend, but um and then, you know, Wesley Snipes as well as this kind of hustler or whatever. Right. Um, you know, those weren't nearly interesting enough on their own to to make it that great, but something in that manner where hmm. where yeah, you've got memorable basketball scenes and that's what they do, but then you also get a look in into their personal life as as a human being because that's that's what all sports movies should should strive to be is right. not only intriguing from a sports story perspective, but then also have that compelling human drama right. as well. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, I liked what you were talking about in terms of some of those cliches. I'd like yeah. to get into more of that sort of stuff sure. and how, you know, um, basketball movies uh, kind of, as you said, have like a specific formula and uh you know a movie like glory road i think although it's decent it's it's very much like okay this is you know i guess the thing that makes that one better than the typical formula movie is it's talking about a true story about how this was a coach that went out of his way to have black players on his team not because they were black but because he thought they were the best players available right. for him to get to win right and so there you know that's a good story in itself but you know, the movie also just becomes this underdog tale where they're, you know, expected to lose and they shine and, and right. win. And similar to, to Coach Carter, although Coach Carter, spoilers, so, uh, <laughs> you know, they end up losing that final game, which I think right. was a neat little spin yeah. on it, that they don't actually win everything, but, um, you know, that it becomes more about the journey and that they all became better young men throughout right. the process. Uh, but yeah, pretty much, you know, 80 to 90% of sports movies are just that it's the underdog tale. Right. And, uh, you know, um, I think when it's a true story, that's great. I think something that needs to be made into a, a movie or even a television series is, I don't know, I know you don't follow soccer much, but mm -hmm. the, the Leicester City story and how they won the, the Barclays Premier League, the English Soccer League. Okay. Uh, and that was, uh, in... In the English Soccer League, they do um, promotion and relegation, and there's divisions. Okay. So um, imagine in the NBA, if you were the worst in the standings one year, you would go. Your team would be dropped to the G League. Oh wow! And the two best G League teams would go up to the NBA. Oh wow! Um, so that's what they do in a lot of the European soccer leagues. Yeah. Um, but this Leicester City team, I believe, was in the fourth division back in like 2010 hmm. uh, and climbed all the way up to the top division and then won the top division. Wow. Uh, okay. in, in one of the most remarkable underdog stories ever. Yeah. Uh, and then you have all these different pieces like, uh, you know, some of the best soccer players, if you're trying to bring them into your team, cost your team about $100 million just to have the rights to talk about their contract. you got to pay the team $100 million. Right. that they're on uh you know there are there were guys on that leicester city team that were paid about um you know two hundred thousand yeah. to come over and then they become superstars and the next year they're sold for 
forty million. Right. So like it's uh, and there's wow. another star on that team that was you know a semi-professional player several years before he mm-hmm. broke the um, Premier League scoring record for uh, consecutive games scoring a goal. Wow. So I always thought that would be great. But I think it'd be cool, too, with basketball, even maybe more so because, you know, with only five players on the floor, you could really get to know each of the five guys. Right. And even if you're talking a couple of bench guys, too, like, if especially if you're doing a television series, you could focus on seven different guys and get to know each of them. And I think it, it makes it that much more rewarding when some like a team succeeds in a sports movie if you actually care for the people right. involved right. or kinda, the characters involved. Kind of like a Friday Night Lights, but with like basketball. Yes. Less players to worry about. Right. And yeah, football would be the most challenging with that because you know, you've got like 50 plus people on a roster. It's really right. tough to to figure out and know what a locker room is like with football, but basketball it's probably the easiest of the team sports. Yeah. That could be I could definitely watch that as a, as a TV show. That'd be cool. Here's, here's and I'm going to put you on the spot again. Oh, great. What are some actors <laughs> or even potentially actresses that you would like to see in a basketball movie? Who do you think would be pretty believable as either a coach or a player in, the, in, in a role in a basketball movie? Oh, well, that's tough because I'm not sure I know a lot of actors who can play basketball very well. Yeah, I will have to call back Bow Wow, and I think Lil Romeo was another rapper slash kind of television actor who at one point was like ranked in like his area for basketball, like out in California. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe him. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd have to go back and watch like the NBA All Star Celebrity Games and see who can play. Right. Um, um, one one actor that comes to mind and. I think he actually had a decent portrayal on The Office. Was uh, John Krasinski, Jim? Oh, okay. Uh, you know they had they had a uh, a yeah. pickup game, and you know Steve Carell was yeah. was really awful, and I think intentionally so. But I thought uh, I thought John Krasinski was actually believable as a guy that like at least played high school basketball. You know, right? He had decent form. He looked like he could dribble a little bit and those sorts of things. Definitely. Um, but. Uh, you know, there it, it's it's super funny because there there are a lot of movies or TV shows that I see. I already mentioned Stranger Things season two, where that scene like kind of took me out of it. I just kind of get annoyed a little bit. Sure, but, sure. Um, but uh, there there's movies. I think there was one um, that was uh, a movie starring Matthew Perry uh, from Friends. Okay. That uh, all and Zac Efron. I'm trying to come up with what the movie was. Hmm. But it uh, it had some basketball scene that uh, that just immediately I hated the movie because of how, and the basketball scene was literally probably three minutes of the two hour runtime, okay. <laughs> so I was probably taking it way too seriously. Yeah. But uh, there are a lot of scenes in movies where it just it just annoys me, and either it's the actor not portraying the game at all in the right way or or whatnot. But there's a lot of stuff where where that gets to me. But definitely. Um. I'm trying to think of like I feel like there's a couple of people that I would like to see as you know as a coach. Of course there's okay. there's the thought that like Jack Nicholson is a huge time Lakers fan and he's yeah. really never been in a that I know of a, a right. basketball movie. 
Mm. Um, yeah, he could be really good at that. Uh, he might be a little too old at this point, but you know, yeah. Um, if we could go in a time machine, maybe twenty Ooh. years ago, he could have been like a good coach or whatever in a basketball movie. I was just thinking of like if they ever did like a Bill Russell story, you could have like a old Jack Nicholson as like a Red Arbach or something. Hmm. I don't know why that crossed my mind, but like yeah, that could be interesting. Uh, you know this dynasty team with the the Celtics or like him putting it together and like coming up with the fast break and stuff. Yeah. So, I guess we'll we'll uh we'll end on this this sure. last question for you. Um what are uh, you know we we've talked pretty much exclusively about basketball movies, mm. but since we're in the general area of sports movies, what are some of your favorite sports movies in general? What was I talking about before? Uh remember the remember the Titans. Okay. Uh that's a favorite of mine probably Mostly because Denzel Washington is awesome in that yeah. movie, um, and the whole thing with race relations and everything. Actually, when we were at O and U, the 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 coach from that team uh, came and and spoke at our school. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I remember going there, and he was telling us like you know real insider stories of like, hey, this didn't happen like <laughs> like it happened in the the movie. But um, I always thought that was a cool story. Um, I, and I really like Ali, which is basically just the biopic of, of Muhammad Ali with Will Smith. But mm-hmm. I thought they did a really good job, and Will Smith got in pretty good shape in order to play Ali. Um, yes, he did. Yeah. What What are your thoughts on those? I mean, um, I'm not as huge of a fan of Remember the Titans, although, yes, it does have its moments, and Denzel is great as usual. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a lot of, a lot of stuff in there that... Um, that's a little melodramatic. Um, the, yeah. the scene with the the linebacker that gets in the accident and then is yeah. Um, and again, I, I guess that it's based off of a true story. Right. But um, and then you know his even his uh, his mom and the the guy that gets in the accident, his mom and girlfriend are pretty much racist throughout like the whole movie. And then right. just like once they win, they're just magically just, not racist right. anymore. Was, they, <laughs> this T.C. Williams High School cured racism in this town. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, good, very good point. Um, um, but no, I you know there's you know I, I love the soundtrack of that movie. There oh, are moments sure. where that music kicks in and you can't help but get a little emotional and all that. But Mm-hmm. Uh, and and yeah, I I don't want to act like I hate it or anything, totally. but um, and then yeah, what was the other one you mentioned? Uh, Ali, uh, with Ali, Muhammad yeah, Ali. I I really like Ali. I, I think he's one of those guys that yeah, you you have to make a movie with him. <laughs> and of course, like the Rocky series is pretty mm-hmm. great. Uh, Rocky right. one for being a serious good movie, and then <laughs> uh, even Rocky two to a ser- uh, lesser extent, but then Rocky three, four. Uh, for just being ridiculous. Doesn't he have like a robot butler or something? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've seen that one, but I've heard of that. And... Yes, that was, I'm trying to think, that is Rocky Four. Okay. Um, yes, he definitely has a robot, which is <laughs> which is amazing. Uh, uh, and then there's also uh, Three, I immediately knew I was going to love Three when Rocky fights Hulk Hogan, <laughs> a.k.a. Thunderlips in an exhibition <laughs> match. Thunderlips, oh, <laughs> and then uh, he he fights Mr. T as well. Uh, <laughs> but like um, you know, 
the and then four basically like Rocky ends the Cold War. <laughs> it's right. like so so over the you. top and ridiculous and <laughs> and cheesy eighties movie that it's just still amazing. Yeah. So the Rocky movies got to mention that in terms of sports movies. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, Raging Bull is a classic. Another okay. boxing movie that's really good. Cinderella Man I think is a really neat true story. Have mm-hmm. you ever seen that with I, Rus- I haven't seen Russell Crowe? Um, yeah. But that one, like he, uh, it's based in the Great Depression, and he's this boxer that has this really promising career. He starts like twenty and zero, but yeah. then breaks his hand, mm. and um, again the depression is ongoing, so he doesn't have the finances to to um, continue to support his family. So he has to stop boxing and get a job. And yeah. um, a couple years go by, and his hand heals, and he actually through like his just manual labor he improves the strength of his you know his weak hand hmm. or his off hand his non you know dominant arm and makes a comeback and ends up uh winning the heavyweight championship of the world that's a that's oh, a yeah. great story um it really is and i'm trying to think of some other ones i mean major league obviously is <laughs> is probably the funniest sports movie i oh, can yeah. think of and and uh the announce, like you said, with the announcer, that is yeah. so good. Yeah. Every, every moment of that. Just a bit outside. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Bob Euchre, yeah. Yeah. Um, he is he is terrific. He has so many great, great lines. Uh, and, uh, yeah, football-wise, I'm trying to think of some good football movies. Um, my mom's favorite is Brian's song. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I've that never, was from the 60s. Right, it's a little old it's for been, me. It's a long time since I've seen it, but I remember that being pretty pretty great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's there's been there's been a lot of good, really good sports movies, but again, my, my top one is Moneyball. I think that hmm. uh, that is the greatest sports movie ever made, and uh, I think it's going to be tough to stop, to, to, to top. Yeah, um, Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill. Yeah, uh, you've got again a true story, and it's you know it, um, it you know it's focusing on baseball, but it also focuses on the idea of not being not living in the past, thinking outside the box, right. and you know um, uh, believing in yourself when everyone else is questioning your decisions and all those sorts of things. There's all those different layers involved in that movie that are that are really fantastic. Yeah, uh, but yeah, was there anything else you wanted to uh, to mention in terms of this uh, basketball movie podcast? Uh, not that I can think of right now. I mean, I think we covered pretty much most of them. Yeah, we 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 mentioned all the stuff in the list, and um, but yeah, thanks uh, thanks Anthony for for doing that. That was a lot of fun, and thank you for listening. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to Duncan Dynasty on iTunes and give us a rating as well. It's a great way to show your support. And uh, we'll be back, of course, with a new episode coming soon. Thank you very much. And this has been Duncan Dynasty. Leftovers. Or. The DMV. Number 97. Or. House cleaning. Or. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. 
But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.